Hello there. My name is D. Yvonne Rivers. I am the host for Birth Moms Real Talk podcast. This is a platform for birth or natural mothers to share about their journeys, to share about their stories. We cover the hot topics, the things where no one else will talk about or go there. We cover the truth. We cover grace and healing. This is a place where birth moms and natural mothers can share their journeys. We are not therapists. We do not give advice. So get your therapist. We listen and we allow birth moms and natural moms to share their story. Listen in. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is D. Yvonne Rivers. I am your host for Birth Moms Real Talk, a platform where birth moms, natural mothers, first mothers will share their story, they'll share their journey of becoming a mom, whether it's the first time or whatever. We allow you to listen in, look in, put your ear at that window and listen to birth moms share their journey and their story. Listen in. We've got a wonderful guest today. All my moms are wonderful guests. So, so happy to have Nicole here this afternoon. So welcome, Nicole. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Good, good, good. As we've said and we've listened, we're up to, I think, close to 60 episodes. It's coming into two years. And the response has been tremendous. And people will say they just needed to hear other stories. Adoptees mm-hmm. was hear other stories. Adopted parents want to hear the birth mom's perspective. Because unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, because I really think it should, everything should be open and people can talk. But let's face it, it's just not that way. So we're going to get you to start, Nicole, pretty much about sharing about your journey and maybe just prior to when you became that mom. <clears throat> okay, so um, growing up was kind of like a little, little crazy. Um, my dad passed away when I was like incredibly young. I was five years old, um, passed away from cancer and that kind of changed the whole trajectory of my life. Um, because after he died, my mom kind of died with him in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, she got addicted to drugs and was in abusive relationships, um, And she ended up going to prison for some time. And that's what got her out of the abusive relationship that she was in. Um, And then after she got out of prison, she met somebody else. um, And he also was abusive, just not to the same extent as the other guy was. Um, Like the other guy would like get my mom on the edge of death. And this other guy just my mom was a punching bag. And um, so she got addicted to drugs again and was in that relationship. So I moved out the week that I turned 18 years old. Um, I was still a senior in high school and I moved out onto my own. And I've basically been on my own since then. And I got pregnant um, when I was like 19. You... It was age five, your, your dad passed. So it was a good number of years you were viewing and in that circumstance. So when your mom, yeah. I mean, who took care of you? What was her situation like? Um, 
I'm the, the with the <clears throat> with the first boyfriend, um, my brother and my sister were around. My older brother and my older sister were around. Um, so they they took care of me and like I guess our neighbors took care of us um when my mom would like disappear for some time. Uh but as I got older and as my siblings got older. Um, my siblings started to kind of do their own thing and live their own lives and kind of moved out and I was just there by myself. Um, so when my mom was with her, her, her second boyfriend, um, the guy she's with now, like they've been together for almost 18 years now. Um, but, uh, when, when they got together, my brother and my sister moved out and I was by myself and um I really only had like my friends those were those were my my shoulders to lean on it was two girls that I grew up with um in my hometown named Crystal and Rachel and they both were just like my saviors when it came to what I was dealing with it became your family huh yeah, they were like my safe havens, like Crystal, I spent, I could not even count how many days at her house, and the same thing with Rachel, I spent so many time, so much time at their houses, um, and not at mine. Right, 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 so you left home just before you turned 18, so had you finished high school, were you headed to college, or move on from that? <clears throat> so I was still in high school um, when I moved out. So I graduated my my senior year um, with the best grades that I had gotten in all four years of high school. I had gotten all A's and B's. Um, and then um, I wanted to go to college and I applied to the community college. I'd gotten accepted. And then I found out I was pregnant. Mm. So, so it was put off. 18. And you got in a relationship yourself. If you want to share about that, um, I wasn't in a relationship. Um, it, he was somebody that I met from work. Um, we worked at a call center in my hometown. And if anybody knows anything about call centers, they're a lot like high school, and everyone sleeps with everyone. And it's just, it's just. A different type of environment and um, I met my my son's biological father there and we had a relationship of sorts um, and then I found out I was pregnant. And when you say of sorts had you had past relationships or how were you in communicating or the emotional side of you because you you went through a lot of trauma and growing up as you just said so how was building relationships with people? Um, I mean, I, I don't think that I ever really struggled with um, building relationships with people, at least growing up. I didn't now as an adult, I, I struggle with that a lot. Uh, but as like a teenager, I feel like I really didn't have that issue as much and as a young adult. So you found out you're pregnant, so you didn't go to the community college. So what transpired after that? You let him know that you were pregnant? Yeah, so I went I went to the doctor because I my period was late and I had taken like seven at home pregnancy tests and they were all negative. But I was like telling my mom like my period's not here. I just don't know what to do. Like 
I I just like is it stress like she said just go to the to the doctor my friend works at this midwife office and they do free pregnancy tests just go there and, and she'll help you so I, I went there the next morning and and took a pregnancy test and she opens the window and she says hey Nicole do you want to be pregnant I said <laughs> that was like the, the window like for the receptionist in the lobby bro. yeah yeah and it was just it was just me in the lobby um and this was like one of my mom's like really good friends like I, I grew up with this lady and she's like she's like Nicole do you do you want to be pregnant and I said no not really and she said okay hang on and she like closed the window and she like left that little reception room and went into the back rooms and she called my mom and let my mom know like hey you're probably going to want to get down here um <clears throat> she comes out and she lets me know I'm pregnant and I was a disaster you know a lot of other kids <laughs> was like really okay. yeah okay moving on so she called <laughs> and so your mom came there my mom um, pulled up and waited outside for me. My mom's friend told me, she said, I called your mom. She's on her way for you. And I was like, thank you. So um, I went outside to my mom and I just like started crying um, because she knew the situation with my son's biological father. Um, she knew about the relationship that we were having. She warned me. She told me, Nicole, do not do this. Like you're going to get pregnant. And I still did it. And I did end up getting pregnant. Um, so she, um, she took me home and I called my son's biological father. And I was like, Hey, um, I'm pregnant. And he was like, I kind of figured like, and like after that, his whole entire being changed. Like every everything he was as a person was just so different. He was like depressed and in a dark state because we were pregnant and we really should not have been. So then what was the situation? Was he, he was working at the same call center with you? Yeah, he was working at the same call center with me. Um he was married, um, but his, it's not like we were having a secret affair or anything like behind his wife's back. Like his wife was very much well aware of my existence and what we were doing. Um, like <clears throat> he would come over to my house after work and sleep over until like four or five in the morning. And then he would go home and be there. So his, he's there when his daughters wake up. Um, like he had, he had a whole family and that's why when I got pregnant, it was like, you can't be having a baby with this guy. Um, <clears throat> you can't have a family with this guy. Like there's, it's, there's no way. Right. 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 So did he sort of disappear or was he there with you to help you go through what you planned on doing or what? He was kind of there. Um, like in the beginning he was um he was helping me with paperwork and we were talking about everything um but then one day his wife got mad at me because I didn't text her back um and I texted him about a doctor's appointment and she got upset at me and then after that I kind of like distanced myself from them um 
And he got mad at me because the one doctor appointment he took me to, um, I had him take me to the post office so I can mail off adoption work, adoption paperwork. And um, later that night, we got into a fight and he called me a user. He said, I just use people. Um, So we didn't talk after that for the rest of my pregnancy. We didn't talk. He didn't come to any of my meetings or any of my appointments with me. Um, didn't help me with picking out a family. Uh, my mom was with me through that whole entire thing. So did the two of you came up with the adoption plan that decided that was okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, him and I, we, we decided that it was the best route to go for adoption. And initially it was abortion that we were going to do before I found out I was actually pregnant. I was like, I'll get an abortion. Like we can get the money together. I'll get an abortion. And then it actually came down to me actually being pregnant. And I was like, Oh my God, like I can't get an abortion. I can't do that. Like I cannot bring myself to do that. And, um, he was like, I was like, but we can do adoption. He said, if you, he he said, you have too big of a heart. You wouldn't be able to do that. And I said, I have to, like, we have to do this. And that was the the conversation we had where we decided that was the best route. And growing up, like my mom always told me, like, if you ever get pregnant, you're giving that baby up for adoption. Like when I was like, you know, 16 and sexually active, she's like, if you ever get pregnant, you're giving the baby up for adoption. So like, I feel like it's kind of always been instilled in my head that, my my baby has to go for adoption and I don't want to say it's like my mom's fault but like that I feel like that hearing that a lot played into my response as well as you know like all of the circumstances of course but um you said that your mom sort of suspected you're gonna get pregnant you're gonna get pregnant so did you get a lot of what is we'll call it warnings or whatever from your mom well, don't do this don't do that so it was like her guiding trying to guide you or how did you perceive that um i mean she's being she's being a mom um she's trying to protect me you know and i i should have very much listened to my mom because i would not be in the place that i am today if i you know had listened to her um but going through it with her was like just like really important because I it I think it made our relationship a lot stronger okay okay so your mom was there as you walked through the uh, making the adoption plan and is it open did you choose the parents or how did that work um it was open um it I did choose the parents um I chose his parents through the agency and I absolutely loved them. We spent months um, building a, like four or five months at the end of my pregnancy, building a relationship together. Um, they flew out here like a couple of days before my due date and we had dinner together and they just like made sure that I was taken care of. Um, yeah, they they were, they were phenomenal people. Um, but then his adoptive mom passed away last year. Um, and that changed everything. Um, how long ago has that been now? So your son was born what year? And so he's how old now? He is six now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she just passed away last year. 
um, which he was five, which is the same age that I was when my dad died. And so that like finding out that, you know, his mom died, like hit home for me. Like that was like, that was like a little scar that I had. And now my, my son has that too. Um, and when I found out she died, one of the first things that his adoptive dad said to me was, I'm going to find somebody who will, um, love me and me and him, uh, for who we are and take care of us and be, he'll be, she'll be a great mom to him. And like, that was like one of the first things he told me, like, after he told me that his wife had passed away, his wife of like 25 years. And I told him, I said, take your time. I said, heal your heart. You just lost the love of your life. And like, as long as, as long as he has you. Let me ask you, was that a sickness or he was sort of expecting? I mean, was it something Um, sudden? I, it was sudden to me, but um, I think that they knew eventually she was going to succumb to her illness. Um, because she had some sort of, I can't remember if it was a liver or kidney issue, um, but it essentially ended up like killing her after she lived with it for like 10 years or something like that. And then it ended up killing her, but I didn't know she was sick. So now were you seeing him during that period of time? Was that the openness of it or how was that situation? I never got to like personally visit um with him I only got to see him one time and that was um a couple of days after he was born and they were getting ready to leave the state um so I got to see him one last time and say my say my goodbyes um there's been a couple of times where we've planned to meet up but it just never ended up happening um the openness to me was text messages and videos and we're sending presents back and forth and things like that um but yeah it 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 was it was my normal for me now let me ask you did they have any other children before they adopted your son or afterwards no they did not um have any children prior um and they were trying to adopt again um before she passed away and then she obviously got sick and passed away so they did not but um I I expect there to be siblings for him in the near future okay so how does it stand now because is that the last you heard is that once your his mom died that the father called and said that he's moving on and it's going to find someone else so I mean like what's that status right now what is going on so he told me um like three or four days after my son's birthday that he remarried a couple of months ago um she's she's wonderful she loves him she's so great with him um but she does not want us communicating she wants all communication to go through the adoption agency. So he's put distance, whereas before you were texting and so forth. Yeah, I could text him and be like, I miss him so much. Like, tell him I love him. Like, how are you guys doing? You know, like sending you all my love. Okay. And then and then I can't 
I can't do that anymore. He would send me back pictures and be like, oh, we're doing great. He's doing this. Like he really enjoys this. Like, and now I'm, I'm not, they asked me not to text them. Now, do you know whether they told your son that he's adopted? Does he know that he has you as a mom? I don't know if he knows that he's adopted, but he knows who I am. Okay, okay. Because I send him presents every year. Um, I send him cards, like, and they always would send me videos of him opening the presents and cards, and he would be like, thanks, Nicole. Um, and, like, they, they told me that... Um, I was included in like their nightly prayers. Wow. Wow. So that's been how long now that you got this news and asked not to text? Like two months now. Wow, that's fresh. How are you? Yeah. It's it's really hard, like really hard. I've been struggling with it a lot more lately because it's like I'm like itching for an update I want to know how he is and I I don't I I'm not gonna know and I won't know until September until if he sends the update to the agency like he's supposed to okay so he is required to do what is it once a year update to the it's it's twice a year until he's 18 wow so even though he may ask you not to text that is something that he really is required to do through the agency yeah, he's he's supposed to, okay. but it doesn't always mean that he he will. So how how are you healing? I mean, are you are you getting help? You in therapy? What exactly? Because that's a big blow, you know. Yeah. Whether it was routinely or you had a connection, and so essentially that connection has been cut off. Yeah, I I've been going to therapy um, for quite some time now for since. Since probably about October of last year, I've been going to therapy um, for adoption and for everything else in my life that I've been through. Um, so that that really helps. But it's um, right now, like what's really helping me with it is journaling. Um, I bought a little a little journal to write to him in. So like when I miss him, I'll just pull it out and I'll just write to him. I've wrote a couple of songs in there. I've thrown some pictures. I have cards in there. Um, it's just things for, for him to have when one day we, we do reconnect. Right. You know, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I think I was saying with you off the mic that I shared my story this morning with a group of women and um, I may not be able to reach it. <laughs> you said, you little journal book. I had these 880 page notebooks that I'm writing and journaling because it's that much. And my son will turn 50 this year. So it doesn't stop. That's one of my healing tools as well as therapy because we've got to be able to give ourselves things. Uh, and it, to me, it's acknowledging the tough things. Just forget everything else. Your mom went away from your home and your dad, dad and father, that, as you say, a scar and a trauma that your son has now engaged mm-hmm. at the age of five. With all of what you're going through up until the age of 18, then leaving home. And I emphasize to all the moms, you know, t- take take a, a note of the hurt and pain that you've been through, not to say to wallow it or go back, or, but you have you have to acknowledge what you've been through to recognize 
we need healing. We need healing. We have to acknowledge the trauma and give ourselves that healing. And I like to say also in the surroundings we put ourselves with, you know, whether it's other birth moms of someone else or your two, two friends who became your family, we need to have support. And everyone listening out there, whether you're a birth, natural, first mom, adoptee, adoptive, you've got to have that village around you to go through. Of course, we don't want something to happen like what has now happened with Nicole. Her contact has just been cut off. Her contact. That's major. That is major itself. And we just have to... Um, I say share it because a lot of times people, and you may may hear this too, Nicole, they think because, okay, you got somewhat connection or you're in reunion with your child that everything is fine. It's not. <laughs> it is not. So there are all kinds of scenarios with that. So I'm glad you, you're putting in some tools for healing. I say grace and healing, um, talking about it. You know, you're open about it, which is good. You're not like keeping the secret and in this secret pain, which mm -hmm. is that you're doing with that. So how have you seen yourself grow? I, I, I see the strength that you have because by just sharing your story, what you've shared before, losing your dad at, at five, losing your really mom, as you just said, lost her too. Uh, facing that now, the loss of your at least contact with your son, not knowing when, as you say, he may be required to do it, but whether that's going to be done or not, is to all the uncertainty. Now, and I bring up this, I always want to talk about your story and what's going on, but along with it, what is my topic? Mother's Day next week. Mother's Day is next week as we're recording this. And I don't know about you, Nicole. Um, that is always a hot topic for me. How mm -hmm. is it for you? How has it been since she became that mom the past five years, six years? And how you're going to heal or do between the now and the next week? Because I'm right now, you know, it's like Mother's Day hard for me. That The day itself. And my body feels, you know, I really had not looked at the calendar last week. And I was like, I was just feeling some sort of way. And it's like Mother's Day. That's what it is. So talk to us about the and it, hot top is to, to I think to birth moms is a hot topic every day, not just around Mother's Day. But share <laughs> if, if you wish uh, to see about what you do, maybe some ideas and help other moms or what. So what's your plans next week? Um, I don't know. I haven't really found my thing for Mother's Day yet. It's kind of a day that I really struggle with. I struggle with Father's Day too because of my, like because of my dad, yeah. um, and then I struggle with Mother's Day because of like my own positioning as a mother. But I, I kind of just try to get it through the day and get it out of the way. But there are thankfully some amazing people in my life who acknowledge my motherhood. And, you know, will get me a gift and wish me a happy Mother's Day or <clears throat> call me uh, and take a couple minutes out of the day and be like, hey, Nicole, I just wanted to wish you a happy Mother's Day. And I have I have girlfriends on my Facebook that are from my hometown that will do the same exact thing. They'll they'll reach out to me and they will tell me, like, I just want to wish you a happy Mother's Day, Nicole. Like, I know how hard this day can be for you. I'm sending you all my love. Mm -hmm. So, like things, things like that are like super important to me. And that helps me get through those really hard times. Um, 
So I'm, I'm still trying to figure out like how I can celebrate myself as a mother, because I kind of don't celebrate myself on that day. I really like, I, if I'm being honest, I would rather just lay in bed all day and be left alone and not talk to anybody on the, on that day. But I have a mom, I have a (laughs) mother-in-law, you know, I can't, I can't hide myself away from the world, unfortunately, and people are still going to call me and still wish me a happy Mother's Day. Um, Because you're always, I make this statement, I'm glad you said that, I'm glad you got a support system around you, because to me, and I'm speaking for myself, no matter whether I'm with my son or not, or talking to him or with him, or even see him or talk to him on Mother's Day, I'm his mom. That's not going mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I say all the time that birth bond, we may be away from our, 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 our children for a period of time. You now with five years, six years or whatever, me 50 years. 50 yeah. years. We're in reunion and it's still, reunion is hard emotionally because mm-hmm. not, not only, and I asked that question about whether your son knows, of course he's at a young age, um, but I, I just talk about the scenario that my mom, my, my son didn't know that he was adopted until he found out. And I'm like, so it's like walking through that, walking through that. Cause essentially we're getting to know each other after being apart 45 years. That's yeah. me. Yeah. And I use the word intimate strangers because we're obviously intimate. He's of me, but we're still strangers and just building on that. Um, for me, Mother's Day is, I buy myself flowers anyway, but I'll maybe get an ex- I'll maybe I'll get the red roses for myself. And, and I just have found just within my story and situation is just to make sure that I celebrate myself, whether I get a call uh, from others. And even I think I've had one mom on the podcast, one major revelation happened after she had recorded her podcast, her dad listened, and she had not had other children after she placed her child after that. Her, in fact, her father emailed me and says, on Mother's Day, he will recognize her as a mother, what he hadn't before. So I'm glad yeah. people around you who are recognizing, even though you, you're you not with the child that you were. And, and yeah. that's because moms are moms all the time. I have, a, I have a niece, but she's just turned 40 this year. She lost her child to death, cancer, at five years old. She's still a mother. She's still Absolutely. a mother. Is, is painful for her too. So it's not just in that you place a child in adoption. You may have lost a child or whatever the situation. Just acknowledge once you're a mother, you're always a mother. That's not going to change. That is mm-hmm. not going to change. Absolutely. So now, what are you looking for now? You're married or how have you moved forward in your life? Um, well, I did get married, but I'm actually in the process of getting a divorce with him. Um, I got married like right after I had my, my son. Um, he was somebody I met while I was pregnant and I got married right after I met him. And it was just, uh, not that great of a marriage. He was just kind of not loving. Um, so I, I just asked for a divorce. I left my hometown, um, spent some time to myself. And then I met who I'm with currently, my partner. Um, we've been together for a year and a half and um, he's, he's everything. Wonderful. Yeah, he's everything. You found that love. Yeah. 
No, we all need that love. We all need that love. And I go back to no matter what the circumstances were, we were growing up as a child and so forth. And, and that's why a lot of times people look, well, maybe that's a scenario that birth moms or first moms go through. Life itself with people going through stuff. And I just put it all in stuff. And we have to be able to really make the best of it, heal thyself, give ourselves that self-care. Uh, I mentioned for the fact, a lot of times people have this busy life that you're working or if you got kids or daycare or school or you're going to school, you're working and whatever. We sometimes just have to sit down and grieve. Mm-hmm. Take a breath. Take a breath. For me, it's water. I can go by, it doesn't have to be the ocean. I'm I'm maybe about two hours from the ocean, but there's some lakes and rivers and whatever. And anytime I can be by water just to sit. Or the outdoors, nature itself, parks and so forth. And those are things that are very easily accessible, but it allows us to have that peace of mind by sitting with that. And I I call it get out of our head and feel it in our body. Feel Mm -hmm. it in our body. There's a good book if anyone is out there and hasn't read it. The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Uh, Van Zessel, I think it is. And he talks about for us, our body will feel it. My body started feeling Mother's Day about a couple of weeks ago. And I really had to think about the data. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. Just acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. And give that grace and healing. That's what it's all about. Anything that you'd like to have share with other moms that maybe you're doing or just to encourage them because we're in this together. We understand each other because we've been through this situation. We're the, we're the same, but we're then different. So anything yeah. you'd like to share to other moms out there? Um, to other moms, I would just take it easy on yourself. Um, this journey is not an easy journey and it's never over it's for the rest of our life that we are on this journey and just be easy on yourself because we did what we did for a reason yeah yeah that's good advice that is good advice nicole so because you're so right uh i say unfortunately but a lot of times we're too hard on ourselves. Like we're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing this. I mean, well, you need to get over it by this. It's your own pace. And as you say, it, this never ends. This is lifelong. So it's mm-hmm. never, well, okay, I'm going to go through grieving or, or or whatever for a couple of years and I'll be good. Mm, no, <laughs> no, it doesn't forever. work. It does not work that way. But I'm so glad you're on here to share your story. Why did you want to share why did you want to share your story on Birth Month Real Talk? Um, just to kind of get my story out. I feel like my my story is a little interesting. Uh, for for one, um, probably not a lot like people have heard. Um, and just to hopefully give some women and anybody, you know, in that in that fact, just like some hindsight behind like why and the the thinking and what kinds of things can lead up to us making these decisions. Give that inside look. I say it all the time. You don't know the scenario or the story unless you walked in someone's shoes. Exactly. People have not walked in the shoes, but this platform allows people to listen into your story and others and, and say, oh, that's what was going on. Because people can't see inside. They can't see behind the scene. And along with it, a lot of times people are not talking about it. 
One yeah. being we'll talk about that's why the name real talk, you know, sharing and pulling over the secrets or things that's been hushed. Because if 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 something's being hidden or hushed, it's seemingly it's something bad and don't want to talk about it, or people won't reach out to you. That's why I'm so I'm so glad you've got these friends who will reach out and, and know your circumstance and they're able to be there for you. Whereas a lot of times people, they can't heal with, they can't deal with your situation or understand. And so they just sit back in silence because that's all they can do. So I'm glad you've got that support with that. Thank you so much, Nicole, for listening. Thank you for listening to Birth Moms Real Talk podcast. I'm D. Yvonne Rivers as your host. Support us. If any of these podcasts have helped you or passed along or you've learned something, this is a love of my heart. And it's we have some Patreon supporters. We want us to thank you. We have some moms in our Birth Moms Real Talk village. But we need your support to continue this. Uh, I'm so such a much believer in this that this comes out of my pocket. So help me continue with this. And I want to continue with it, but we do need your help. So go on our website at www.birthmomsrealtalk.com slash Patreon and just give one time, be a monthly supporter. You can also give through PayPal. Reach out to me. Review the uh, podcast that I on Apple and Spotify. Give comments, pass it on, send this link to other, other moms. Adoptees, listen, I hear from them. So this is helping everyone. I want to continue to do this. And along with it, we just finished talking about it. this is emotional because it's like, I, I just went and did a talk oh, um, 3 a.m. my time. I think it was out of, I was out of Africa at the same time, sharing our heart, sharing our story. So at the same time, I listened to the podcast again. So it becomes, you, you've just given me one hour of therapy, Nicole. therapy then listening again is another so this helps me with healing helps me with grace but please help me to continue doing birth moms real talk i get a lot of comments a lot of this love this well support us support us because we want to continue on but we need your help follow us on facebook and birth moms real talk Follow us up on LinkedIn and coming in the next two weeks, once a month, we're getting back to our schedule to do once a month to have a triad, having birth mom, adoptees, and adoptive moms, a fourth Saturday of each month. So if there are any of the triads out there, including you, Nicole, want to be on our next uh, Facebook Live, and it's Facebook Live. Now, I understand not everyone wants to go public. Not everyone wants to show their face, per se, but for those of you who do want to, this is another time, a really way of showing that we're out here, we're talking about what's going on. Get a lot of questions on these Facebook because we have not only people in the triad or the constellation around adoption, but people who are not touched by it and they want to know. So we want to share that. Thanks again, Nicole. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. You have been listening in to Birth Moms Real Talk Podcast, a platform where birth moms and natural moms share their stories, their journeys. If you are a birth or natural mom and wish to share your story, please go to our website at www.birthmomsrealtalk.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Birth Moms Real Talk. Join our private Birth Moms Real Talk Village, a private Facebook 
and a monthly Zoom, a welcome package with a journal and book readings. Support us through Patreon, on our website, or PayPal. We are the place of grace and healing. See you next time.